Just about a quarter to eight, October the 6th, 2010, the first postseason game for Roy Halladay. He winds the 0-2, swing and a dribbler out in front of the plate. Ruiz out to get it. The throw from his knees, it's in time, and it's a no-hitter. Unbelievable. Ruiz and Halladay embrace, and the Phillies again celebrate around Roy Halladay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Brandon Apter from SportstalkPhilly.com coming to you from Southwest Florida. I'm joined by Tim Kelly, who is the managing editor for Philadelphia. And uh, Tim, we're here to talk about uh, somewhat of a a somber, not somewhat, a a very somber thing that happened today, tragic, uh, the passing of of one of baseball's greats uh, in Roy Halladay. Obviously, it was one of those situations where, where it took a little bit of time to, to develop, and a lot of people were hoping that it was not him in the plane, uh, but, you know, it ended up being the worst-case worst, uh, worst case scenario. Um, so wh- why, don't, why don't you just start off by, by giving me your original thoughts, kind of like where you saw first, uh, where you saw the first reports and kind of how it developed from there. Well, I mean, there were certainly whispers going around, tweets. Uh, It took a little while till anyone credible started talking about it. But obviously, you know, we have the Facebook group for Sports Talk Philly where we post any news, anything that could be a story. I started to get some things ready just in case. And it was almost a weird feeling because there became a point where the numbers matched his. We knew it was his plane that you had a pretty good idea of what happened. And I, I think it felt different than when Jose Fernandez passed away because we weren't covering that then. Um, it, it was tragic, uh, just like that incident, our incident, excuse me. But it, it was just different because we were in the heat of the moment covering it, uh, covering about someone that you and I grew up watching play uh, at the highest level at a Hall of Fame caliber. So I don't think we necessarily had as much time to let it all soak in because New information was coming in every second. We were hearing about the press conference. Then it got confirmed. Then the Phillies issued a statement. Then uh, every player, Chase Utley, Shane Victorino, go down the list that played with him. Uh, they issued statements. So we, we were just so busy covering it. It, it kind of was a, sh- a strange uh, perspective, I think. This is the first chance I'm really getting to sit back and soak it in. And it, it's just like unbelievable to me. Yeah, definitely. I'm right there with you when it comes to that stuff. Um, you know, I, I had seen somebody on Twitter uh, say, oh, no, Roy. And I just thought it was one of those things, you know, some random Twitter uh, thing. Uh, one of those guys that creates uh, the gifts online, Chris Jones, you probably follow him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was the first person I kind of saw it from. And then uh, somebody retweeted somebody that said, uh it was his plane and and that like through a friend it had been confirmed that it was his plane um and then i just you know it was one of those moments where you stay glued to twitter uh until you find out exactly what happened i know for me personally i mean i was sitting at my desk uh, you know just checking tweet deck like i do you mm-hmm. know a few times an hour and uh you know to to stumble across that and you know go into a meeting at four o'clock and uh, have to put on a, a straight face and and go through it and and it's and it's almost like you lose and it's almost like you lose somebody that's part of your family. Uh, he was such a big part of the Phillies organization. And, yeah, uh, no, I mean I, I was thinking about this earlier. 
I've never met Roy Holiday in person, obviously. I've certainly seen him pitch at Citizens Bank Park and elsewhere and watched his entire career even before he was in Philadelphia. But it really is like a family member. I called my mom to talk about Roy Halladay passing away. It's that type of thing. Because when I think back to, uh, obviously you're a little bit older than me, but when I think back to my high school years and, you know, I, I think of Roy Halladay uh, as the face of the Phillies during that time, as one of the faces of the sport uh, and one of the most dominant p- players. I, I've said this. I think Clayton Kershaw is going to end up being the best pitcher since 2000. But, um, Post Randy Johnson, Roger Clemens, I think Roy Halladay was better than Johan Santana and CC and the best of that era. And then we saw him in Philadelphia up close and personal, really for his last two peak years uh, in 2010 and 2011. So it really is like you you lost a family member. Yeah, and and obviously as you were mentioning it before, there are uh, tons of of players not only in baseball. Uh, that uh, kind of posted their thoughts, paid their respect to Doc uh, on Twitter. Uh, and again, this isn't a, a great time to shamelessly plug, but you know, if, if you haven't uh, gotten the opportunity to uh, kind of look over everything that's happened since, uh, you know, there's some great stuff on, on sportstalkphilly.com uh, with coverage uh, regarding Roy Halladay's career, how, how people have uh, reacted to that. Um, and I think one of the ones that stuck out to me the most, obviously, you'll have guys like um, uh, Ryan Howard, uh, Pedro Martinez, um, and, and you know John Cruck, a lot of the greats that stand out there. Uh, but I think one, you know, it's so touching when you see somebody, um, you know, like the prospects that got to work with him in spring training. One, one, especially Nick Fanti, he, he threw a couple no hitters for the Phillies, uh, organization this year. And on his Twitter, uh, he said, I was fortunate enough to work with Roy Halladay this past spring training and can honestly say I'm not only a better baseball player, but a better person off the field for it to be able to listen to him talk about his process and how he played the game was an honor, truly a professional and a legend and will be missed. The news mm-hmm. is sickening. So uh, obviously it has a very big effect on his family and friends, his teammates. But uh, yeah. why don't you speak to like the effect that he had on like after he hung the cleats up, you know, from playing, he, he had such a big effect on, on the prospects. No, yeah, he had taken he had been a guest instructor in spring training and then taken on a role post spring training as kind of an occasional instructor down at Clearwater. So Certainly, it's easy to see how he had an impact on these prospects and even ones that he didn't coach. I mean, Mike Trout, different people, Marcus Stroman, people across the league that grew up watching Roy Halladay or have been in organizations where Roy Halladay pitched. You certainly see how he impacted their careers. The, one that, the, the things that stuck out to me weren't necessarily Ryan Howard and Charlie Manuel, although Charlie Manuel is probably the saddest one. Um, the things that stuck out to me were players like Kevin Fransden, Mike Sweeney, players that spent minimal time with Roy Halladay but saw him from afar and then were lucky enough to play with him for a brief period as kind of the 24th or 25th guy on a, a team competing for playoff positions. And, you know, I, I think it speaks to how respected he was in the sport that you see guys like that reaching out and saying, this was one of the best players that we've ever seen. This was the hardest worker that we've ever seen. Uh, You know, it's just universal across the board, whether you're the highest paid player on the roster or the lowest paid player, that 
you had immense respect for Roy Halladay. Yeah, and I think uh, one of one of the ones I don't remember exactly who it was, but uh, there was one baseball player that tweeted something out regarding Roy Halladay was every pitcher's uh, was who every pitcher idolized. It was you Brandon know, McCarthy. Yeah, that's it. Um, you know, Darren Heron pitch, uh, tweeted about wanting to be Roy Halladay. Uh, Chase Utley, uh, you know, had a story that was tweeted out by NBC Sports. Uh, regarding the first time he he kind of ever had an encounter uh, with him, you know Brad Lidge, Shane Victorino had a couple tweets on it, um, and again it, it's just one of those things where you know um, you, you let it sink in and and it still doesn't really sink in, like it, it does not feel real. Um, so obviously you know moving forward, there's probably a lot that Major League Baseball is going to do to tribute. Um, and, and I know next year, uh, looking forward, uh, looking ahead to that, the, the Blue Jays do come to Citizens Bank Park, uh, for a series in May, I believe it is. And, uh, you know, I think it would be cool if, if for one of those games, everybody wore number 34. Yeah, no, that, that's a cool tribute. I, I hadn't even thought of something like that. Obviously I would assume both teams were, will wear uniform patches for Roy Holiday next season. And uh, you'll, you'll hear him referenced quite a bit throughout the season. And, I mean, even moving forward, he's going to be on the Hall of Fame ballot in a few years. Uh, I would, I don't know if he gets in first ballot. I obviously would vote for him first ballot and would have prior to today or really anything because I believe he was his era's best pitcher. But, uh, you know, that that's going to be an extremely uh, – I don't even know the, the correct word to say it, but it's going to be a tough weekend because – on one hand, you're honoring him. On the other hand, you're talking about somebody that would have been uh, in their mid-40s and is no longer there to enjoy uh, the success. And, I mean, even it's just difficult to see him go in this way because I know a lot of athletes struggle after their careers to kind of find that next thing. I remember, uh, not to get too far down the rabbit hole here, but I remember watching a special on NBA TV at one point where Shaq was talking about after you retire, it's like somebody died because you've done this for decades and you just have to cold turkey off it and go do something else in many regards. And Roy Halladay found a passion that he was able to be good at in flying. Um, and that's what you want to see for athletes post-career, that they're able to kind of find that next step in their life and to see it taken away from him. It's, uh, it's just awful. Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure if you've been able to see it yet, but uh, recently Carlos Ruiz released a statement. Have you gotten to see that one yet? Yeah, I have. That and the Charlie Manuel one are probably the the most sad because, I mean, Charlie because it's kind of like a dad talking about his son, uh, but Ruiz because those two were so closely associated with the no-hitters, with the perfect game, with being on the uh, commercial for, I believe it was MLB The Show. It might have been yeah, MLB that, I'm pretty sure that was it. Yeah, so I mean, those two were so closely associated. And I really think Halliday's time with the team is when uh, Ruiz kind of became uh, the franchise icon that we now view him as now because he has such a close relationship with the era's best pitcher and the best pitcher to come pitch a few seasons in Philadelphia in my lifetime. So, uh, yeah, it's certainly difficult to see that. Yeah, uh, and and it's one of those things where, just in case people have not been able to see it, I'm just going to read two uh, of his former teammates, uh, Chase Utley, 
on Instagram. Uh, my heart hurts writing this. I can still remember the first day we met. It was 5.45 a.m. on the first day of spring training when I arrived. He was finishing his breakfast, but his clothes were soaking wet. I asked if I was, if it was raining when he got in. He laughed and said, no, I just finished my workout. I knew right then he was the real deal. Thank you, Roy Halliday, for allowing us to witness what it takes to be the best. We will all miss you. And obviously, Carlos Ruiz, as we mentioned before, when I got home, when I got the phone call and heard the news about Roy, I was truly devastated. Roy was one of the greatest pitchers I ever caught and an even better person and friend. I wanted to win more for him than myself. I will miss him very much. My thoughts and prayers are with his family and loved ones and all those like me who truly admired him. So, um, Obviously, we've gone through a lot of it, so I think it's it's best to to top this off with, you know, there are a lot of moments that uh, Roy Halladay gave uh, us goosebumps. So uh, we'll we'll start with you, Tim. What what was your favorite Roy Halladay moment? This, I mean, it's easy to say the postseason no hitter or the perfect game. I don't know if there's one on the field moment, but what I would say is when Cliff Lee returned to the Phillies after the 2010 season and set up just the Sports Illustrated cover. And 2011, to me, will always be the most magical Philly season ever. I actually hope to write a book about it someday, but that's another story for another time. Just the the lead-up after Cliff Lee signed to the, the next season where everyone was saying Merry Cliffmas and Happy Holidays, that, to me, will always be one of the most special times in my life because – it really comes at the intersection of when I was a fan and when I was beginning my career in media. So uh, it's just it's such a it was such an exciting time in my life. Uh, and Roy Halladay brought so much joy to so many people in Philadelphia in such a short time and uh, in a long time in Toronto and baseball fans uh, across the country. So the the loss is certainly difficult, but uh, as I wrote in a piece today, his baseball legacy is immortal it, it's like the the line in the sand like heroes get remembered but legends never die Roy Halladay was that great and um you know he, he's certainly going to be missed yeah I think it's one of those situations where you never you know the last moment I think uh <clears throat> along a time like this would be when Harry Callis passed away uh you yeah. know I I never I never really, uh, you know, watched the Phillies much around the Darren Dalton times. He was more of the post-game analyst when I started following the team back in the early 2000s. Um, so, I mean, this hits hard, and, and I think you said it well. Uh, there's not necessarily one moment. He had so many great moments, especially on the field for the Phillies and uh, just the relationships that he had with everybody. But, uh, you know... It, it was tough during his last year to see him struggle, but I think one of my favorite moments, I'm, I'm sure you remember it, um, was in Chicago uh, in Wrigley Field. It was one of his last starts, I'm pretty sure, that he ever made. And, uh, you know, he was sweating profusely. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure one of his teammates, you know, came up to him and he told them that everything hurts. And, uh, you know, it kind of spoke to his character how – you know, even though he was in a decline at that point, he, he loved the game of baseball so much. And, and you know, even during times like that, it kind of spoke to his character of how much he wanted to power through it and, and be a part yeah. of this team and, and bring, you know, potentially bring that uh, World Series title back to Philadelphia. And th- that moment actually reminds me of one other, which actually happened this past summer 
Roy Holiday, while wearing a Phillies jersey, pitched in the National Baseball Congress World Series. He was on a team with Roy Oswalt and a bunch of former major leaguers. I think Chipper Jones was on it. So a legendary team. And he pitched a few innings. He weighed more than he did as a player. Obviously, he was throwing with greatly diminished velocity. But he was so effective. I think he threw two or three innings and gave up one hit. And after the game, I, I've tried to find this video everywhere possible and haven't been able to find it. But Halliday talked about how this was a special moment for him because even though he's moved on in the next chapter of his life, at the end of his career, he was told essentially that your body is shot from doing this. A lot of back problems. He had some uh, other difficulties with his body. But he was able to come back and do that and that was something, even at throwing 65 or 70 miles an hour, that he was told he was never going to be able to do again. So in a strange way, I'm happy for him that he got that opportunity and got to do that and prove anyone wrong that felt that that wasn't going to happen this past summer. Uh, yeah, definitely. I couldn't agree with you more. And and, it, and it's one of those things where it's really tough to say, but uh, not not a whole lot of people get to to go out doing something they loved. Uh, Roy Halladay, after he retired, uh, took a very keen interest and, and love for, for flying and being a pilot. It's, you know, it's obviously very unfortunate how that all ended. Um, you know, again, like we said earlier, our condolences, our thoughts are, are with Roy Halladay, his, his family, his friends. Um, again, to uh, if you haven't gotten the opportunity to, to, to read over some, some good material on this, make sure to give us a follow at Sports Talk PHL at Philadelphia. Uh, Tim also with some uh, good uh, stuff from uh, former Phillies closer Billy Wagner. Make sure to give him a follow at Tim Kelly Sports. And uh, again, Tim, thanks for joining me. And, uh, you know, rest easy, Doc.